All right, hey. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uh, edition of Conundrum with uh, Nicholas Cushman. Um, I'm Nicholas Cushman, and we have a special guest with me uh, today, uh, Mrs. Ann Lenars. Uh, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for coming on here with me. Sure, no problem. All right. So, um, yeah, if you could, uh, please tell me and uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a single mom of an 11-year-old girl named Ava, and I'm also a guardian of a 10-year-old Hazel right now. She's a real sweet little girl. And I'm a Christian mom uh, that has gotten into, I'm a public speaker, a published author, and a certified life coach. So I kind of do all three of those in one, and that's all under the blanket name of Pieces the Road. Um, and then I also am involved in a couple of nonprofit organizations. So um, I've got, I kind of take a lot of projects on, but I have a real heart for getting involved and being active in the community. So I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, how do you uh, yeah, manage to have the, you know, manage your time so you can uh, put all your uh, effort into all of these different projects? Honestly, I think I learned the hard way. <laughs> I I was not always so organized and I I just learned that I don't like not being organized and it motivated me to do it. So now everything has a binder and a place and it's all neat and orderly and I'm much happier that way. <laughs> and maybe I could learn a thing or two from you in the terms <laughs> of organization, but um uh yeah, could you uh tell us a little bit more about uh Pieces the Road? Yeah, um, Pieces the Road originally started as a bit of a passion project. I was still kind of new in my faith, and I was just really feeling called to public service, like community service projects and volunteering. And I didn't just want to be doing it myself. I wanted to encourage other people to participate in these things with me. So I originally, I just started a YouTube channel, and I was hoping that uh, it would build up by doing videos, sort of like an infomercial type thing, uh, showing people projects I was getting involved in, and then helping helping them understand how and why they should get involved with it. So I was trying to promote different like community oriented projects. And, uh, you know, I did some really fun stuff. Like I went to jazz fest and people volunteered to do that. Or um, we have a art recovery program that I went out to and they invited me to paint with them. And I made a video about their project. So that's originally where it started. And then it started to evolve as I became more deeply rooted in my faith that I just, I used it as a blanket for all of my projects in writing and speaking. And I just, I love the idea. The, the name Peace is the Road came from the uh, Gandhi quote, there is no road to peace, peace is the road. And it's the whole idea that we just need to be doing these things and stop treating them like some far off notion in the future that, you know, someday we could have peace. Well, it's about how we live right now and not some far off thing. So everything Thing I do kind of revolves around that. Yeah, I, well, I totally um, respect that um, a little bit. Uh, I know that we, you know, we've spoken um, a little bit before uh, the broadcast today, and I'm just, um, you know, wondering um, what is your like experience in helping individuals with, uh, you know, mental health um, issues? Because while well, myself, I've been diagnosed with. Um, depression and anxiety and some days that gets you know the better of me but just kind of wondering um what's your you know experiences with that and how you have helped individuals that suffer from you know, mental illness yeah of course uh 
a while back, maybe like eight years or so ago now, I had a friend. It was like my first encounter with somebody who was struggling with a mental health issue. Um, and this was like this this person was like the best friend I ever had. We had such an instant and deep connection. We ended up going on this road trip to California. It was like life changing to meet this person. And uh, about a year and a half after we met, I had moved to a new location and I received word that he had ended his own life. And after he ended his life, I learned that he had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And in all the time that we had been friends, he had never verbalized this to me before, that he had been diagnosed with a mental health condition. He kind of hinted at the idea that, you know, he takes medication, he goes to a counselor, you know, but he refused to ever admit the label. And I realized at a certain point that the reason that our friendship was able able to be like so strong and so deeply connected is that I was one of the few people who didn't know the label. And it really impacted me deeply to understand that, you know, people going through mental health conditions, you may never know, you know, it's, it's, it's about how we act together and we just act compassionately with people. People just need friends. We need people to rely on and to count on. We need people we can trust and that we can turn to. And no matter who you are, as long as you have, you know, turn to someone you can talk to, things things can get a little better. And so I just started trying to study more about the concept of mental health. Um, I, I started to realize for myself as I was coming to faith that that's a huge aspect of healing uh, is having the support of God in your life. And uh, it just evolved into like everything, everything rooted out of that one friendship, that one relationship. Um, and I've, I've actually encountered many people since then who've had a wide range of mental health conditions and concerns. Um, and I, I really like to focus in on this helping people who are battling like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Uh, really active with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, like to do the walks every year and fundraise and you know, everything, really everything that I do is geared around helping people find that like psychological wholeness, finding that healing and that peace that brings them to not feeling that way anymore. So every, everything I try to put my hand on and work, every project I try to do is all because of that one friendship that I had. It really started there. Oh, well, all right. Um, yeah, just thinking about uh, this now, if our listeners wanted to uh, find you, learn more about um, your work, or possibly, you know, get in touch with you. Um, what are some um, of the links where, yeah, people can find you? Um, well, I have a website. It's www.peaceistheroad.org. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, if you look up Peace is the Road, I have a open public Facebook page, and I also have a closed Bible study group if people are interested in that. Or it's just more it's closed so that people can feel comfortable expressing and conversing about faith openly um, and just have a little bit more community. Um, and I do also have a YouTube channel. So. Okay. Um, well, getting into the, you know, Bible study that actually piques something of interest uh, for me, because a lot of people that at least that I know are kind of reluctant into getting into the word of God, because it seems like it's completely and totally um, intimidating. So for um, what would be, you know, some words of encouragement or how would you uh, suggest um, someone, you know, start getting into 
of the word and incorporating it into their daily and uh, yearly life? I think with Bible study, what people need to remember, um, there's this one passage in scripture and it's mentioned a couple other places, but there's this one passage that, you know, it's almost said in passing, people kind of treat it in passing, but it says that Moses brought the law, but Jesus brought truth and grace. And I think if people can look at the scripture at, in the context that Jesus was both truth and grace, he's not one or the other, um, it will actually help put a good lens and a good filter on what you're reading because we live in a world that likes to divide it and say it's all grace or it's all truth. And the people who think that everything in scripture is all truth, they always get into these like very kind of judgmental tones sometimes where they're trying to tell people what to do and how to live because it's the truth. And while we do need the truth and it is important, it should be delivered in grace. You know, we're supposed to speak truth and love. So there's this other realm of people who get really focused in on the grace and, you know, I'm free in Christ and they forget the truth part. So I think if people can look at the Bible study, no matter what part of it you're looking at, that Christ is both truth and grace. You're going to find a huge balance that is just amazing. Where eventually what you find is like truth marries to grace. You know, we need honesty. We need, you know, the truth is what it is. You know, you're never going to change that like two plus two equals four, right? There's things that are just true. But um, there's a difference when we look at it through a, a heart filter. When we see things in a, in a reason, like there's a reason that this happened. There's a reason that this is said the way it is. There's a reason for all of these things. And if we can just open our minds to the idea that it's both and not one or the other, all Bible study gets a lot better. All Bible study gets a lot easier. So I, I think if people are looking to start into Bible study, just have that in the back of your mind that everything is truth and grace. There's both aspects to it. And then just start pulling it apart one part at a time. Like, why did God tell us that we aren't supposed to kill? Why did God tell us that we shouldn't lie? You know, what you're going to end up finding is there's a value in everything that God had our best interests at heart. Um, and if you can see it for the value and not as like oppression, uh, you know, because everybody thinks that being told you shouldn't lie. Well, that's, that's a rule, you know, and if you break it, you're going to get in trouble. But the real way we need to look at it is that we don't want to lie because it hurts people. You know, so if you can look at everything for its value rather than it's than it being something that you're being forced to do, um, again, you know, the whole Bible changes. It's it just becomes bright light that's like guiding you where you need to go. So <laughs> that's actually pretty. Um, that's actually pretty ironic that you've uh, brought up um, grace because that seems to be a word that's been. Um, brought up in so many different situations towards the end of uh, 2019 and 2020. So grace might be my word of 2020. Uh, how would you, um, you know, define grace a little bit uh, deeper? Cause I'm, you know, cause I try to uh, share posts. I'm a member of a different uh, social media site on the mighty network, mm -hmm. uh, heard, believed, uh, seen, that's the group that I'm in. And I try to share, uh, you know, articles about grace or about, you know, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, could you uh, please possibly, you know, try to define uh, grace a little bit uh, deeper if you can or what it means to you? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people give it this generalized term, uh, just general meaning of God's unmerited favor towards us, like that we don't deserve love from him, but we just get it. Um, And something about that just always strikes me as incomplete or inaccurate because Clearly, God believes that all people deserve love if he's willing to give us love, you know. So I don't think it's necessarily about what's unmerited in us. Um, we, we are sinners. We do make mistakes. This is honest and true. But love goes beyond our mistakes and says, I want to help you heal it. So to me, when you do these, like, I love to dig into original words, like original Hebrew and original Greek words in scripture. And when you dig into the word that is often translated to grace, it is often translated, um, it can be translated into like favor. And I think that really, uh, it's, it's just like the positive end of the spectrum. Grace is when God wants to give you something. Grace is when God wants to forgive you. Grace is when uh, God is showing his love more towards you. Grace is the light end of the spectrum. It's, it's, it's this beautiful, it's so big. Like, I don't think we can just wind it down and say it's unmerited favor. Um, I think it's, it goes beyond that into God's heart. Grace is God's heart. You know, it's him saying that I love you. I care about you. I want you to heal. And I understand that, punishment isn't the way to change people's hearts. You know, it's saying that if you can just see my love for you, then you will learn to change because you'll want to do better. I see, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Like there's so many people who in the modern world, I feel are abusing the term grace. They're looking at it as a a license to do whatever they want. And I don't think that's it. You know, God doesn't like that we sin and he's offering us grace to help bring us to repentance. Actually, there's even, I can't remember exactly where it is, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says God's grace, God's favor, God's mercy, um, his gifts that he gives us are meant to lead us to repentance. And so he's doing it to draw us closer to him. So again, I, I really feel like grace is almost interchangeable with the word love. But the thing is, love without truth isn't love. So that's why I always say it's truth and grace. You know, they have to come together and be one subject to be love. So grace is like this representation of the free love of God's heart. And truth is almost like God's mind. And when the two of them come together and form one thing, that is God's love. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, And actually, um, you talking about that really hit you know, home for me because, you know, I told you, you know, what I'm going through right now. And when you spoke about um, punishment and things like that, you know, that really hit home and again, you know, put things into more of a perspective. So I thank you for that. Um, Okay. This is a completely random question. You're going to be the first one of my guests that I'm going to start um, asking this question to, but if you had one song, it could be any, you know, any artist, any genre, um, any kind that would kind of be your theme song right now, uh, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> I was a vocal music major and acting major in college because like picking one song is pretty much like the hardest thing on the planet for me. Um, I love music. Um Oh, gosh. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to pull this screen up real quick because 
I've got a list of songs and it's in here. Okay, well while you're doing that, um yeah, yeah I love I love music too. Um I don't know if you know anything about um barbershop music, but uh yeah. I used to be yeah, I used to be a member of a uh barbershop chorus in Greendale, Wisconsin, and I actually won um two medals with that chorus, uh singing on international competitions. So anything, you know, barbershop would be huge on my list. Oh, you know what? I was in when I was in college, I was in a vocal music uh, program there that had a real heavy emphasis. One group that they had that I did for a while was with like a jazz ensemble. And then the other group was an acapella group. So I actually had an opportunity to travel to Europe with an acapella group. And we competed in like this international competition. It was so much fun. But yeah, we did a lot of acapella stuff. So I love barbershop. Um, So I pulled up my list and I think probably my song right now is Better Is One Day by Cutlass. Okay. Have you heard it? No, I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Oh, I love that song so much. Oh, yeah, right now for me, I've been listening to a lot of um, a lot of Skillet. I don't know if you're familiar with them yep. at all, but my, I guess my song right now would be uh, uh, "Feel Invincible" because that just like amps me up. Um, oh yeah, all the time and just makes me uh, know, like makes me remember that you know God is with us always, and with um, with God anything is possible. I think I'm gonna have to throw that one on my workout playlist. Yep, that that's on mine. <laughs> yep, I went through and made like a Christian workout playlist on my YouTube, and a lot of them are like you know really dancey beats. But like, have you heard "Move" yeah. by Mercy Me? Yes, I love that song. That's like my first song that if it comes on, I'm dancing. I don't care where I am or what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't care if I'm in the middle of Walmart. If I hear that song, I will be dancing. Okay, so I'm not the only one that right? will start dancing or singing a random song when it comes to Walmart or going shopping. <laughs> My random dance party jam. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, um, I guess is there you know anything else that that's on your heart that you'd like to um, talk about or bring into the you know public eye right now? Um, you know, I think what I'm doing right now, I, I'm in so many projects, I hate to like not give any of them attention. But, uh, you know, the two nonprofits I'm working with, one of them is going to be a transitional home. Uh, the project's called The Canvas. And that transitional home is going to be for people coming out of prisons to go through the reentry process. And it's going to be more about community orientation and helping people use creative outlets to find healing. And I, I think I'd just like to say, if people are listening right now, that uh, when people coming out of prison, if you want to reduce recidivism rates, you want to help them get on their feet and become an actually productive member of society, they need your help. They need you to offer resources. They need you to embrace them and not shun them. And you, they need you to care about them because people can change and people can heal if we allow it. Um, and the other project that I'm working on is Strategies for Life, that nonprofit. Um, I'm on the board for both of these. Um, 
that nonprofit is based on the living free curriculum. And if you don't have a living free program in your church or your local jail or somewhere around there, you need it because everybody can use this like amazing, amazing insight group that they do uh, for finding identity in Christ. And really when you can find identity in Christ, you find it in yourself, you find who you are and it strips away all of these things that are holding you back in life because a life controlling problem doesn't just have to be a substance. It can also be fear. It can be anger. It can be uh, anything that any emotion that is stopping you from feeling peace and, you know, knowing God's love better. Um, So if anybody, if you have access to a living free group in your community, take advantage of it. It's amazing. It's not just for people struggling with addictions. Um, It's for everybody. Um, And I guess the other thing I would say is I have a program coming out soon that ties into all of these different themes. I'm actually creating like an eight week coaching program. That's going to talk all about like, the psychological wholeness aspect of scripture that talks about that truth and grace balance that talks about the brain map that's in the Bible of how like we develop as people. Um, and I'm really excited about that coming out soon. So, you know, I think, uh, I think that's my three plugs I can make. <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. Um, loved having you on here today with me. I'd like to, you know, um, have you on again sometime if you're interested. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like just getting to talk right. about the Bible and talk about what's going on in the world. And it's, I enjoy that stuff. So, well, yeah, getting in, well, there's a lot of depressing stuff, honestly, that's going on with the world right now in terms of the Iran and, you know, Ukraine um, situations and what's going on even in our um, country's uh, political aspects. But that's probably something for a different time. Yeah, but, you know um, what? But that all changes when we change. At the, that's that's how I got into what I do because, you know, for a while there I had this kick where I was really excited about politics and I was like, yay, politics. And then I realized that politics right now is so divisive, nobody can get to a conclusion. And what we really have to do is dig deeper and work on healing our ability to communicate and healing our emotional intelligence so that we actually are capable of having a hard discussion without anger and hate. So um, that's why I end up focusing more into ministry, because if we can heal people's hearts and heal people's minds to be in a healthier place, then we can solve a lot of the political problems. So, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what nudged me in this direction even further was the last presidential election. So. <laughs> How it was just like explosive anger everywhere. It doesn't matter who you, what side you were on, who you were talking to, or what it was about. It was just everybody's angry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, um, yeah, to thank you for uh, being on with me. Um, for our, our listeners, uh, please uh, feel free to uh, look for um Ann on her YouTube channel. Look for uh, Peace is the Road. Uh, her website. Um, if you're interested in looking for her, uh, for her books, uh, yeah, please do so. Um, and again, yeah, just, uh, I'm so uh, very happy that, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, talk to you today and, and learn a little bit more about, about you and what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I hope that everything that's coming up for you, um, goes, you know, according to, uh, you know, God's will and, I'm just hoping for nothing but the best. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on to talk. I, I, I just appreciate getting to connect. So thank you. 
All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another uh, edition of Completely Random with uh, Nicholas Cushman. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, tomorrow, I have another uh, very special uh, guest on with me. So until then, uh, take care and God bless.